it's so frustrating to me because it's like oh i i hate liars um and it's you do just, hate liars i hate liars <clears throat> But you love that movie Liar Liar with Jim Carrey. It's like one of your top three or four favorite movies, which is strange because you hate liars so much, but yet you're so charmed by Jim Carrey in that movie. It's like tied with Groundhog's Day for my favorite movie. <laughs> liar Liar. <laughs> and just do it over and over thing. and over again. <laughs> liar Liar. That's Mother Mother by Tracy Bonham, except Liar Liar. liar. Whatever it takes. So welcome to another episode of the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm David Schwimmer. You remember me, David Schwimmer, the star of uh, Friends, the show for the Friends. And of course, one of the things that's most famous for the star of the sh- the movie, The Pallbearer. Do you remember that movie, The Pallbearer, with myself and Cameron Diaz? It came at the height of my friend's fame, and it was great. Everybody loved it. It was a big Did hit Did it movie. do much for you? It's a classic yeah, film. <laughs> it's in the top. 50 movies in history, The Paul Bear. Actually, did I say Cameron Diaz? I believe it was Gwyneth Paltrow. I forgot which one of those similar I entirely women. forgot this movie, but it was definitely Gwyneth Paltrow, not Cameron Diaz. Gwynnie P, me and my goopy pal, Gwynnie P. <laughs> Old goopy Gwyn. David Schwimmer, famous <laughs> for the scene in The Friends when I put those leather pants on and smacked myself in the face. And that is a bit, that is a bit of pretty good physical comedy. I will say mm-hmm. from the great, hold on, wait for it. David Schwimmer. That's if he's a game show host. Rachel, I'm doing this in a way I'm trying to build my uh, enthusiasm up because I'm a wreck, as you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Pat over here is very anxious about, I mean, you're all listening to this on Friday, so maybe by then we'll know more about oh, God, Donald it, the, Trump's impending coup. Yeah, I'm very stressed <laughs> out about the coup, but I do think it's important to celebrate for just a quick moment. We did, no matter what happens, Joe Biden won the election. So, yes, we did. Mm-hmm. We have a president-elect and a vice president-elect who we can yeah. look to and- for healing i just want to i just want to jump on here for a quick second uh because i know we recently got a review that brought up the amount that we talk about politics on this show um and i understand that not everyone wants to hear about politics and that we live in a very polarizing time it's not a time of respecting the other side but we also have a leader who has done a lot of pretty horrible things that i think really go above and beyond what is expected of a president um supporting very very racist questionable groups um check talked talked about grabbing women by the pussy and check no one seemed to think that was a problem with an elected leader talking about sexually assaulting someone as if it's like a prize to be won check that's the same check but still the check yeah um so basically what we're telling you, dear listener, is fuck you. We're going to say what we want to talk about. And don't fucking listen to us if you like Donald Trump. Suck it. Is that too harsh? Is that harsh? 
I was trying to be diplomatic about it. And Pat's like, nope, nope. I'm going to steamroll right through that and tell that person to take a long. No, I'm not going to stick because that implies that I want want them to live a nice life. I want them to have everything that the, you know, that the world wants to provide for them, but maybe bark up another tree on podcast listening. Yeah. Yeah. We might not be the podcast for you. I think that there are respectable conservative ideals out there, but Donald Trump does not represent any of them. So if you're a Trump fan, it probably isn't for you. We can talk more about that. Happy to do that. If you want to send us an email at every episode ver at gmail.com, we may or may not answer it depending on what mood we're in. (laughs) But we should say most, more, most importantly, it was Saturday Let's see. This is a here we go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna open oh, our oh, oh. on how are you doing, Rach, with a question. I'm gonna say yeah. Saturday was a fucking beautiful day. It was you watched. We watched as joy uh, took over the streets of the country. People mm-hmm. really celebrating the fall of a fucking dictator. Let's be honest. That's not what you do in a normal presidential election. You do that because it's a sigh no. of relief because you've just managed to uh, get away from fascism. I. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of George W. Bush, but I did not feel that way when Obama got elected. I mean, I was excited about Obama getting elected, but I was not dancing in the streets excited. There's dancing, a there's dancing, a vastly dancing in the streets. No, I'm sorry. Vastly different thing going on here. I was dancing in the streets that night too. I do remember that was a fun night as well. That that joy did take over, but it was less because we were beating he beat who John McCain, and more because of the the big thing it felt it meant the history making of it that was less Mm -hmm. like because we hated the other guy and more because we were seeing history and we saw history again with the first uh african-american woman and uh south asian woman i didn't want to get that wrong uh uh, ascend to the the high office of vice president and that is beautiful so rachel i wanted to ask you instead of saying Mm -hmm. how you doing rach you'll know i don't think any of us will ever forget where we were when we did find out uh, that Joe Biden mm-hmm. was president-elect on Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- where were you, and how did that go down? I was near Princeton, New Jersey, on a hike. New with Jersey! A mutual, <laughs> with a mutual friend of ours, um, who we were trying to meet about halfway, but it really wasn't halfway um, between our homes to go for a hike to meet up outside um a friend of ours from new york city and cut this where does kate live where were you meeting oh because you're in paul oh my god i forgot you're not in new york <laughs> you don't have to cut this i compl- I for- i'm like why were you meeting what Did you just come from- i wanted to cut because he thought i still lived down the street and i, I was don't. like wait what do you mean you were meeting halfway oh because you live in fucking baltimore <laughs> i've been in maryland um i yeah, see so you I'm- so much <laughs> In this way, this is how well, this is how all we've been seeing each other for exactly. That's very funny. Um, yeah, so we met up in New Jersey, and um, because of all the hiking spots in South Jersey are full of ticks, apparently. Um, we and you get those ticks all over your body. I don't like that. I just I can't do another tick search. 2020, it was one big tick body search, and I can't do a second one. So we met up um, a little bit further north, just north of Trenton. Um, there was a good hiking spot, but it's, you know, it's hit or miss in New Jersey. It's pretty flat. So we had to find mm-hmm. like a good outdoor preserve. Um, and the way that Google Maps sent me driving there instead of just going the Jersey Turnpike and over was to go 95 the whole way, which meant that I went through Wilmington and Philadelphia and some of Pennsylvania to go back into New Jersey. Um 
So I went through four states twice on Saturday, and I got to go past where they were setting up for Joe Biden to talk on Saturday night in Wilmington. I drove because it's right off the highway. And so I saw them like setting everything up. They had a giant flag hanging from cranes. I was very excited about that part. Um, It felt like a nice relief. I knew that Trump wasn't going to just be like turn over and say it was that uh, Biden had won. So I know we were in for something from Trump. Um, But it just it felt really nice to have a the election over and b have a resolution, which is that Joe Biden won. I mean, regardless of what anyone wants to think, he won by a lot of votes, popular vote and then also electoral. That's great. So you were on the hiking trail. You were on the mm-hmm. trail when you found out. I had texted you. I had, I had been getting all these texts, and I was like, what are all these texts? Like, I don't know. More than usual on a Saturday. And then I was sure. like, oh, because they called the election. That's I why. Text, I, I was one of those texts. I texted you. Mm-hmm. I texted you to tell I, you where I, what happened when I found out. Yeah, which was, yeah, what uh, happened? I t- tweeted about this, but I don't know if the Brumids know that. I, some of them do, but I don't really announce my Twitter. But this is a true story. This is exactly what happened. I, I, I was walking. I'm in New York. I was walking to the bagel store, Brooklyn Bagels. If you live in Astoria, you know it. It's one of the best bagel places you could go to. Mm-hmm. I was walking to the bagel store, and I was walking down, I believe, 38th Street. might have been 37th Street, between 28th and 30th Avenue. And mm-hmm. I had my ear earphones in. I was listening to uh, music, probably. Mm-hmm. And uh, a woman from her window yelled to me. I was the only one on the street. Did you hear the news? I swear to God, like a fucking magical <laughs> musical. And then two bluebirds landed on my shoulder and nipped the earbuds out of my ears so that I could turn to her and say, I knew exactly. That's obviously a joke. But I knew as soon as I heard, <laughs> did you hear the news? Because here's the thing. Did you have a really strong accent? Did you hear the news? No, no. Like an old-timey accent? That would have been a real... I just hit the microphone. Not not a Queen's accent, an old-timey accent. (laughs) Did you hear the news, boy? That's what it it felt like. That's how I heard it. That's how I heard it when you told me, so I'm just assuming. And so immediately when she said that, I knew... I figured. I didn't know, but I figured what it was because I had been watching. I was basically handcuffed to the goddamn TV for four days waiting to see that happen. And then, of course, when I leave to go get bagels. But that was the best way to do it, because then as I was walking, the whole neighborhood, 30th Avenue, erupted in just They joy. broke out in song and like a choreographed yeah, it was like dance, a, right? Yeah, yeah. We all danced to How Do You Solve a Problem Like Maria from West Side Story. Um <laughs> And uh, that is from, no, that's not from West Side Story. Is that from West Side Story? I'm being serious. No, that's from Sound, Sound of music. music, right? Okay. I got a little nervous because I was like, wait, is that actually? <laughs> that was but the no. joke. But now you've, you've just combined the two in your head. <laughs> no, we all broke into We're All in This Together from High School Musical. That was what mm-hmm. we did. We're all in this mm-hmm. together. Once you know how we are, I, I feel it. No, but it was great. Everyone was banging cat. Like everyone had their things with them, like anticipating it. People had cowbells mm-hmm. they were banging. People were just like honking their car horns. Everyone was just clapping and screaming and wooing. And I was just like, it was such a perfect way to see it. I was sad. Adrian and Max weren't with me because that would have made it even better. But it was still such a fucking magical New York moment. And now we're in the middle of a coup. So that was great. Now we're just in afraid and 
for our and, lives. And you know, we have there's over a hundred thousand coronavirus cases every day, so it's just it's great, and no one seems to care. Oh God, I was a little bit with all the celebration, but most anytime you saw a celebration, everyone was wearing a mask for the most part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's been a week. It's gonna keep. Be, it's gonna be a long seventy days. Unfortunately, you wish you could just get it, get through this, but. Of course, that's how I saw it. David Schwimmer, the star of Friends. That's how I was in Astoria, Queens. <laughs> Joined a musical on the street. But, of course, we are not here to talk about elections and Biden's mm-hmm. and West Side Story. Instead, we are here to talk about <laughs> Degrassi, the next generation. And today, mm-hmm. we're talking about the 614 and 615th episodes of Degrassi the Next Generation, uh, episode 114 and 115. But because of all the two parters, which this is, this is a tube. Coining it's that toop. phrase, it's a tube. A tube. This is a tube. So this. How do you spell that? Like T W O P? I would say T. Like, like. Or is it T O O P or T U T O U P or T U P? When I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like a tuppence? No, when I, yeah, tuppence. When I was a child, there would uh, people. You know what was a big thing when I was young was tagging. You know what this is? This is you know what this is tagging. Oh yeah, yeah, like like graffiti tagging. Yes, not but like it playing was like, tag and tagging someone. No, it was tagging was like a thing, and there was a a tag that would always be in my neighborhood, and it was toops t o o p s, and I I'm just realizing that now. I would see that along on the toops. Toops. So maybe that's, that's my what... least favorite wire character, Toops. To... <laughs> Good joke. Solid joke. We're flying today. We are flying. No, I know. We are using our sadness to make happiness. Uh, so this is a two parter, a toop, if you will. Uh, so it's really the 92nd, 92nd episode. We're coming on the 100th episode of the Deep Podcast. Or the Deem podcast. Wow. We might have even done it. Wow. Then, to be quite honest. No, right? We're not quite there. I'm not quite there. I think we're at like 96 or something like that. So, 92nd episode of Degressi the Next Generation. The episode is called Free Fallen. Free Fallen is a Tom Petty song. We miss Tom yes. Petty so much. Maybe uh, that's when we talked about him because he died. Well, that mm, might. Three years ago? No, nah, we weren't doing the podcast three years ago, were we? Has it been that long since he died? Yeah, just the three year anniversary was just a couple weeks ago. Wow. Rachel. Yes. What is your favorite Tom Petty song? So I thought we had also talked about Tom Petty before, because I'm pretty sure that I've told the story about how um, when I was a kid and would turn on MTV, I would get, uh, I had very, very strange fears of being turned into a cake and being eaten because of seeing the music video for Don't Come Around Here No More. Um, that's, we definitely have talked about Tom Yeah, so I was like, but he, but then we haven't had a Tom Petty episode yet, so I... Well, um, I did a cursory glance of the episode titles. I could have missed it. I'm yeah. not saying I definitely... Yeah, I, I like Tom Petty a lot, but he's not someone that I ever go out of my way to listen to. Um, my cousin Tim looks very much like Tom... Tim Petty? Tom Petty, so we call him Tim Petty sometimes. He looks exactly like a younger Tom Petty, which is very very strange like um because he doesn't look like anyone else in our family he looks like Tom Petty. <laughs> so like everyone else Young in our Tom family Petty looks... was kind of a babe yeah all everyone else in our family looks related and then he looks like tom petty but because i've heard it so much recently because i know it was played on saturday i do really like i won't back down i think it's a great, it's a great song. song 
from the same album that is uh, has free fallen. Mm-hmm. Free fallen, I could take or leave. I, maybe just because I've heard it so much, so I'm a little bit. It's like overplayed. So I will agree. For a long time, I thought I could take or leave it, and then I, I obviously, you know, I love Tom Betty, one of my favorites. <laughs> Fucking this is something I say about everybody. Uh, <laughs> They're all your I, favorites. I, I, I've seen Tom Petty quite a bit, but I did see him at uh, the the tennis stadium very close to before he passed away. Oh yeah. Um, and mm-hmm, and he played Free Fallen and listen, I like the song, but again, just like you said, one of those songs you've heard so many times that but in that setting, that's the tennis stadium's outdoors. It was a beautiful night. In that setting, it like almost brought me to tears. Like I was like fucking moved. It was so beautiful. And now I kind of love that song again because of that moment. It's not my favorite Tom Petty song. That that happened to me with Blur and Tender, which I could have taken, I could take or leave that song. I heard it and I never loved it or anything like that. But then when they performed it live at Glastonbury with like 150,000 people there um, and everyone was singing it back. Oh, that's like making just, me tear up I right know. now and I don't even care. <laughs> It's just such a moving. Oh, music can be so moving. It's such Ugh, an amazing feeling. Remember live music? Oh, it's one of my favorite things in the whole fucking world. So, um, one of my favorite albums. It's a top ten album. Mm-hmm. Is Tom Petty's Wildflowers? I told Adrian recently that when I when I die, I want Wildflowers played at my funeral. Uh, mm-hmm. It's one of the most beautiful songs. Um, so now you have two and- witnesses and many more to that. Well, I want Wildflowers played, but then I want something like fucking funny to play, like rock and roll punk rock after it so that mm-hmm. people are having fun. Wildflowers is like, was a per- when he died, you're, I was just like reading the lyrics of that song and I'm like, oh my God, this is like his eulogy. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, that album is my f- top 10 favorite album of all time. They just re-released it yeah. with all these demos and outtakes and it's just even more goodness. Um, so I thought about getting... I thought about getting my dad that for his birthday, which just um, passed about two weeks ago. Um, but I got him the new Bruce Springsteen album instead, which came out the same day. Because he's a oh, huge Bruce fan. He likes Tom Petty, but he's a much bigger Bruce Springsteen fan, I would say. Same. Yeah. That new Bruce album. Baby, that's a power prayer. I can't stop listening to it. It's beautiful. But Wildflowers is not my favorite Tom Petty song. Because mm-hmm. my favorite Tom Petty song is a Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers song, and it is a hit. It's one of the hits. Mm-hmm. It's not a deep cut. Ooh. I know I like to I like to pull out the deep cuts, but this one is just plain old Even the Losers. I love Even the Losers so much. Uh, okay, I don't know if I know that song, but I also don't know the names of a lot of Tom Petty songs. I just like oh, I know I recognize like hearing them. Even the losers get lucky sometimes. Great riff. Uh, yeah. I love when he goes, ah, get a little bit of bread. Lucky sometimes. <laughs> I love Tom Petty, though. I, I mean, there's so many great ones. He has a song called Honey Bee. That's one of my favorite songs. That's on Wildflowers. It's mm-hmm. a really just a, a good straight ahead rocker. Time to move on from fucking Wildflowers. Let's just do a podcast about Wildflowers. Can we do a <laughs> podcast where you have to listen to Wildflowers? And then when he died... Uh-huh. I I did a Facebook. I was very sad when he died because yeah. I had just seen him. And yeah, I it, saw yeah, him. it was earlier that year. It wasn't that long before. And it was one of those nights where I was kind of like not in the mood. 
You know how every mm-hmm. once in a while you're like going to something and you have tickets for something and you're like, ah, oh, God, I'm kind of not in the mood. And that was that. And then I left it and I was like, oh my God, how could I ever have thought that? That was like moving, life-changing, everything. So great. And then I was like, I can't. I've never had a bad experience at a concert. Like, I mean. Pretty much. I think that I've had ones that were like, maybe not as great or like, I'm sure that actually now that I said, I'm like, I'm sure that I've had like incidents happen at concerts. So that's probably not entirely true. But every time that I've been too tired to go and then I'm like, just go. And then I actually have a great time. Well, you know, you don't want to get on the train and then, you know, you got to get on the train later. So there's like a whole thing. But and that night in particular, I remember being like, ah, God, I'm kind of not into it. But uh, Mm -hmm. Blondie also. Oh, no, that was with Elvis Costello. So, no, this was just Tom Petty. And mm-hmm. so I left that and I remember leaving that show and thinking like, oh my God, I can't wait to see him again. I can't, I just can't wait. And then he passed away and it was very sad. So what I, I, I did, this was when I was like, I wrote a Facebook update where I wrote about Wildflowers because it's just an album that is, means a great deal to me. And I wrote, I ranked every song from Wildflowers and I wrote a little something about him. And it's one of the best things I've ever written. And I recently looked it back up. It's still up on Facebook. I don't know. You got to search it for something or something. Maybe I can do something. But <clears throat> I do love it. I think I said Time to Move On was my favorite song from that record. But I just mm. love Tom Petty. He's such a warm blanket of a artist that means a lot. <laughs> I'm not really crying. <laughs> He died right before all the news about Harvey Weinstein came out. Did what he a really? time. Yeah. He also died. Prince was either like right before or right after. Prince was a Prince was a good bit before. He died October 2017. When and Prince that's died. Petty. Yeah. And Prince, I think Prince died in a May or in April. So it was either that year or the year before. Yeah. But that year, if those two like lions yeah, prince died, died the year before because prince died the oh, same year as david bowie oh that was that's right that's you know what that's mm-hmm. what i was thinking you're right yeah but can you imagine those three fucking like just titans we lost in within like a year and a half of each other oh god mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then alex trebek god bless alex trebek I know it's so sad. Sorry, I just wanted to see exactly October fifth was the day. October second, two thousand seventeen. Tom Petty died. October fifth, two thousand seventeen. The Harvey Weinstein article gets released. Just missed that. Um, yeah, Alex Trebek, Sean Connery loved the jokes about the two of those because it's sad. They're both great people. I know it's so funny. They're forever linked as like a comedy duo, but they like didn't know each other. (laughs) I love that. I wrote about that. I did. I posted (laughs) about it. I posted about it on Twitter. I was like, they've never met, but they were like, what a great comedy duo. So anyway, here we are. What a great, what a great top of the show. Yeah. Do we have to fucking talk about this goddamn episode? I have some feelings about this episode. Both episodes. So it's a part one and a part two. You know, the last couple of weeks, We've posed questions and some of the broom heads have mm-hmm. responded. And last week I asked uh, the question of, or two weeks ago, cause we took last week off the question mm-hmm. about, does this season suck? And I'm not going to read all of the responses, but I'm going to say that most people said, yes, it does in fact suck. Mm-hmm. And I'm not crazy. They, uh, go. 
But they also said that it just doesn't get better either, which does uh, not make me excited. <laughs> that's a mixture. So there was uh, yeah. uh, one of the one of the broomheads, one of the great broomheads. That's a zebra. That's your cousin. I was like, oh, let me find someone. Said once the Lakehurst kids join the school, we enter another Degrassi renaissance. So okay. that means it's great. Yeah, I think a lot of people like the Holly J, Claire, Eli crew. But I think a lot of people also don't like them. So I'm curious because I never watched all of these episodes. I'm gonna, Once I feel we get into like season seven and beyond, I like seven through 10, I did not watch all the episodes of. I've only seen like bits and pieces. I think we're going to like those, to be honest. Okay. I'm curious. I, I'm curious. I just remember like loving this show when I was watching it. And I, and, and I was watching it. I think I was watching these ones. I feel like I've mm-hmm. seen these ones. And I'm just like, God, these are just fucking terrible. <laughs> It's just like, no, I don't know. I don't know. Should we just start talking about it? Then I can pontificate as we go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have a lot to say about the A story, not the B story so much at all. Um, Interesting. I have a lot to say about the B story. So we are going to be cooking with gas. Okay. So the A story Paige is at Banting. She's at Banting. And my first knock on this episode is Paige would never be caught dead wearing that frumpy ass purple sweatshirt in a public setting. Come on. <laughs> but on the and flip side, in- she is kind of depressed. So maybe it does. Maybe that's what they were thinking. Maybe it is. She's like, I guess in, I was very baffled about what this class was. It was like a statistics class that also you needed to do math, but also write a paper on international branding. Like she what? said, like- <laughs> she did say to the teacher who knew there'd be so much <clears throat> math and marketing. Yeah. And so I was like, so you're going to the Harvard of the North for marketing? <laughs> a, your mom thinks you're going to get an MBA, B, and C, your teacher looks like a mean Annie Lennox. Oh my God, you're right. That's so great. I was literally being like, who can I say she looks like for a f- for comedy? And you nailed it. She looks like a mean Annie Lennox. <laughs> She's a mean Annie Lennox. Also, she calls Paige, she also calls Paige Miss Me Kale Chuck. But that is how Paige answered her phone. phone. But also, we meet Paige's mom for the first time in this episode, and her mom does not have an accent. So her mom looks like the great actress Mary Kay Place. Do you know Mary Kay Place? Does she She does does look like Mary Kay Place? I was laughing because, like, I I was part of me was like, "Have we met her before?" And then I was, and then I thought we definitely have not. And then I'm like, this is a big role. Like, in some ways, like, this is a big character on the show. It's a big role to get to, like, play her mom. Yeah. Iconic character. And I thought the the mom did a great job. There was was one section when she was, I think it was, like, when they were having Thanksgiving dinner, Canadian Thanksgiving, which is in October, which implies that JT has died and all by, before, like, October 12th. But in this school year. (laughs) I don't know that this was supposed to be thanksgiving did they say that so they kept so they kept talking about turkey and stuff and like i know they did i I, so i assumed that this is canadian thanksgiving and canadian thanksgiving is the same is the same weekend as um our indigenous people's day slash formerly known as columbus day so it's always Mm -hmm. like the second monday in october so like which implies (laughs) that jt died like at the beginning of in the September. school year. Yeah. 
which was also like the sixth or seventh episode of the season. So like, I'm very confused about this school year. That is very funny because I was. It's only partway through the semester. Also, and midterms are around October. They kept calling it like the Michael Chuck family dinner. So I don't know if they just like do Thanksgiving for some reason. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It was very funny. Either way, this yeah. dinner party did not hold a candle to the great dinner party with <laughs> Paige and uh, R.I.P. The great, Manny. the great dinner party of a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Without question, that dinner party is the best thing that has happened in this season so far. Yeah, I think I would have to agree. Well, actually, probably second to JT being murdered because that was fucking a blast. I cried a lot during. I mean, that wasn't the best. I cried a lot during that, but I'm like being sarcastic. the. I mean, I think that taking back Sunday's appearance briefly on the on the season was also very important, as well as Craig's nosebleed on stage. But that was that's really it. Broomheads, I just want you all to know, if you are not on this Patreon, we did a fucking Patreon hangout. We did a Google hangout with the with the ten dollar mm-hmm. players. And it was Halloween and Rachel came to the hangout dressed as uh Jake Epstein, what's his name? Craig. Craig Craig Manning Craig with a nosebleed from that episode and it was fucking great and I this really is, worked hard on this get on the Patreon you knuckleheads do it <laughs> do it you look great I did not wear a costume even though you asked me to and I was like yeah 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 I'll do it and I knew I was never going to do it but I knew that it would <laughs> you would be excited about it and I just said let's do it yeah, you said I'll show up kind of looking like Sean, which is well, uh, Sean and I close dress. Enough. I dress similarly to Sean. Do you wear a lot of ribbed white tanks? No, no, no. Well, I dress similar to <laughs> jean jacket jeans. Okay, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> the double the the Canadian tuxedo. Yes, Sean. I'm a big Canadian tuxedo guy. I do different colors of denim because I have multiple denim jackets and multiple jeans. Ah, oh, that's smart. Yeah, I used to always wear black jeans with a blue jean jacket because I, I would do not that. wear two blue jeans together. I do that. Yeah. I also have a black jean jacket and blue jeans to kind of offset. Oh, very, nice. very nice. I got a thing, y'all. Yeah. So, so Paige. Paige, Paige, so Paige. Hey, hey. Hey, seriously, don't freak out, Paige. It's like, just fuck college, dude. Just, you'll be fine. So Paige is like having a panic attack during this midterm. Her way of, I assume, having a panic attack is to grab her her decolletage. <laughs> What's a decolletage? I don't know. They always call this part of like your neck chest oh. region. That <laughs> I'm a dum-dum. Um, yeah. Uh, so she's like grabbing that area, and that's and breathing heavily, and that's how I know that she's having a panic attack. And she goes out and sits just... on steps. If they're sitting on steps and breathing heavy, you know it's a panic attack. I it's funny how much this brought back college memories to me as soon as I was watching it, like freaking out about college stuff, because Mm -hmm. it is a very tough experience to go into after high school, Um, especially like if you're in a high pressure environment and you go to a school where people think that you are automatically better than everyone else, um, including the teachers think you're automatically Mm -hmm. better than everyone else. Because you're at a very good school is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. then it's just a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure to put on someone. And clearly like Paige's mom had put like she, she feels this need to be perfect and to do everything super well and she's struggling. And so then she doesn't know who to ask for help or how to ask for help. And that's what these whole two part episode that did not need to be a two part episode was about. 
I genuinely felt for Paige in this scenario because it was very clear that like there was a lot yeah. riding on this and it isn't necessarily what she wants. It's the classic story. It's not yeah. you're doing it for somebody else. And obviously she's I... going to end up going to culinary school, right? That's what this was all setting up because she cooked a bunch of shit. Yeah. I, um, I, I did fine in college. I, I didn't get as bad of grades as she was getting, but the, I had a lot of points where I had a scholarship too. And I was like, I would totally just like take a semester off because I was so stressed out, but I can't because of my scholarship. Oh, and Poor I talked myself into things a lot. I know. So yeah. tough. Such a tough privileged life I led. Well, you know, I was thinking that a little <laughs> bit about how like she, yeah. when she was being like, life is so hard. But then talk about that in the B story even more. Oh God. Oh God. Yeah. <clears throat> so it was, I mean, it's, I, I felt for Paige a lot and I was sad that the times that she did at least start to reach out, like she did to the mean Annie Lennox and mean Annie Lennox was kind of like, well, this is what college is. But then she was actually nice. Like she did actually give her an extension. Well, she gave her the take home midterm, which that was when I was like, Jesus Christ, this is a little bit much. That's very yeah. privileged. And I, that's didn't... a very generous. Yeah. And then Paige just like could not face any of her work. And she just kept playing solitaire on her computer. I can relate to that. I remember doing that quite a bit myself. Yeah, I definitely uh, was never the person who pulled an all nighter because I needed to get my paper done perfectly. I did it because I ran out of time to do it. Me if I too, did my friend. Same. And I was a person that would get work till four and then sleep for three hours and then finish it and same class. Because exactly I can't stay up the all same. night. I lose it. <laughs> I'm exact. I was exactly the same way. I would wait till the very last fucking minute. I would put it off, and mm -hmm. I would do anything else to just not do it. And then, if you go back and read my college age live live journal, which still exists, a lot of my posts are like, "Oh, I've got so much to do," but I'm going to six concerts this weekend. <laughs> like, and look and at you like, now. You're fine. Look at me now. I'm fine. Like I guess that's just like that. Recording the a curve podcast of where you get paid nothing in your parents' basement. <laughs> I'm doing great. <laughs> I am doing great, Pat. <laughs> you are. It's a joke. I'm totally kidding. You're doing wonderfully. You have, a, you have a good job that a lot of people don't even have jobs. I was totally kidding, it's but true. You, I, you, I had no. to do it. And I actually, like, it doesn't even bother me because it's a good joke. <laughs> I was like, nope, it's completely true. You're, um, you're living life. You're doing it up, I'm my friend. Life. My great friend. My best hey, friend. I, I texted got space you on here. the election. It's great. I got space here. It's great. There's a pool table. There's a treadmill. <laughs> I didn't mean, have I'm that not in doing much better. I've been unemployed for four years. <laughs> Stay-at-home father. But that's a that's a very uh what do you call it? What do you say? What would that be? A three years. A respectable job. Sure. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's not stupid. <laughs> I just like so, run, let him run around in a park while I watch him and feed him applesauce. <laughs> that, I mean, you're keeping him alive. That's a job. Yeah, but he'd be alive either way. If I had an actual job, he'd also be alive. He'd, still, he'd also be alive. Um, so uh, Paige, me and Annie Lennox gives Paige an extension on, she gives her take home midterm and she has to turn in like chapter she has to do a take-home midterm, write a 20-page essay, and chapter summaries, all within a, like a 48-hour period. Period. Seems crazy. And she's also going back to Toronto, Toronto. To, to have family dinner slash 
Canadian Thanksgiving. <laughs> Which we, yeah, it's very unclear. As, it's unclear it's as to whether because I was going to say because it uh, yeah it felt like Canadian Thanksgiving, and it was still it's still the first semester and so partway into the first semester. So I was like, that's that sounds right. Well, okay. The one thing I will say that makes me think it's not Canadian Thanksgiving is because when they have to do the exposition away, the rest of the roommates they say that Ellie is doing laundry at home. Yeah. Because they home. wouldn't have to exposition away their roommates if it was just Canadian Thanksgiving. You'd know why they were gone. That's true. Yeah, and I, I, well, because it's like always a long weekend there. Because I, so I think people celebrate over the weekend. Um, it's just always a long you know, weekend so in Canada. Canada. It's always a long weekend. Um, I gotta tell you, I want to move to Canada. Oh, it would be great. I, I go love it. I asked my friend in Calgary if she knows any eligible bachelors. I was like, I'll move there. Oh, like, I'd love to live seriously. In Toronto. Anyone? Toronto. Yeah, she lives. I mean, Calgary maybe not so much. I'd I'd live to, in Toronto, and Vancouver. I live in Vancouver too. So. Yeah, Paige. I don't want to move. I don't want to move to the Yukon. So oh. don't tell Maddie O. Maddie O. Maddie Matteo is still stuck up a tree somewhere in the Yukon. <laughs> Imagine Matteo showed up at this dinner. Ha! Sister! Happy Thanksgiving! I love you still! <laughs> Matteo, eligible bachelor of Canada. You could marry Matteo and move to Canada, maybe. That would be nice. Maybe. Do you know any single Canadians? <laughs> I don't know any Canadians, I don't think. Do I? Really? I don't How? think so. How? Yeah, how do you not know any Canadians? Well, Lindsay Joe's from Buffalo, so that's basically Canada. <laughs> Our dear friend Lindsay Joe. Does Joe's. she have does she have dual citizenship? I love on the podcast I always refer to her as Lindsay Joe, but I never like in our regular day-to-day -day friendship life, I just call her Lindsay. I don't know why it's like a two two different people. <laughs> but she's basically Canadian, so I know her. Basically Canadian. Um yeah, so Paige comes back for the weekend or the holiday weekend. We don't really know for a fact. Um, and she's staying with Marco and Dylan because Ellie <gasps> and the Harajuku girls are out for the weekend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they are. Cause I they, keep calling them that because they're so caricature not because I of anything else. They are not like a racist stereotype, no. but it's like they're made they, to look the, like that. That's the, way, the point. They're made to look like a racist stereotype. And it was also that time period. So it makes sense. They actually made a Gwen Stefani reference already totally. about it. They were going to um, Niagara Falls to see the sights. Yeah. So everyone is freaking out about this Michael Chuck family dinner. Michael Chuck. Yeah, they're all like not <laughs> sure how to cook stuff and who cares. Basically, Paige is a good cook. Yeah. Is what it so, comes to. And what it all comes is down like, to is that Paige is a good, good cook. Yeah. Canadian. I didn't even mean that. You know, that, that Canadian, wasn't even I on know, purpose. I know. Um, they make fun of Ellie's cooking on this. Again, like apparently that's now an inside joke on this. Um, and because Paige wants to avoid doing anything, she just offers to cook everything. Oh, important um, to note, and... though, when Paige is still at school and having her breakdown, she does call <laughs> and leave a voicemail with Alex Nunez, who yes. she seemingly hasn't spoken to since school started. 
You know what, Rach? Yeah. These are midterms. So yes, she was ta- she was taking a midterm. So this is fucking October. Right? That's yes, what I'm saying. Absolutely. 100%. This is Canadian Thanksgiving and JT died 3 weeks ago. So the whole school year has been 14 and 15 episodes since it's been 2 months, a month and a half. Yeah, and we only have like I think four four more episodes of this season. <laughs> Are they? I'm very confused about this show and their timeline. We should have written this show. I hate it. I hate this show. (laughs) I don't hate it. I fucking love it. So I genuinely. So we meet. We meet Mrs. Michael Chuck um, briefly when she brings over stuff for Canadian Thanksgiving. You're skipping past the big part. You're skipping past. Oh what? When Paige comes back. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. When does she cuddle up and snuggle with Alex and they go to sleep together? That was earlier. That yeah, was earlier. You're yeah, right. Yeah, they cuddle up and sleep together. But we also find out that Alex has a girlfriend, but Paige doesn't believe her. But we will soon find mm-hmm. out that she does. Her name Carla. is Carla. And I am convinced she is played by two different actresses in this episode. <laughs> Yeah, so, like, Paige kind of implies to Alex that she's, like, under pressure, but doesn't really say what the issue is, and then pretends like it's nothing. But then every time Alex or anyone else starts to say, like, oh, like, your perfect banting life, she, like, kind of freaks out, but doesn't say why. Right. Typical Degrassi. Yeah, see, you get it. See, but typical Degrassi in, like, nobody talks to anybody. But yes, you're right. Yeah. So. So... Paige offers to cook everything after after this sofa sleepover with Alex. It was cute. It was cute. I'm shipping. I was them. also like, that's the only place in this apartment that you two could sleep comfortably. Well, it not only so that. So Alex is like, I'm gonna leave, and Paige is like, No, please don't leave. And then they just like lay on a couch, and like they just lay on a couch in all their clothes. And Alex is sitting up. I'm like, Does nobody brush yeah, their with her teeth? head on a pillow? You're not brushing. Your I teeth? know. You're not like chatting a little bit beforehand, having one more drink. No. What is nope, this? None of the above. None of the above. It was very strange. So Paige freaks out the next day and like yells at Alex from the bathroom. Um, so Alex leaves and then Paige makes the entire Thanksgiving dinner and our favorite parents come over the deal and thank you for having us at the Thanksgiving dinner. We are so happy to be here. Oh, I don't see. I walk in and I don't see a suck on any of the doors, and no one is having sex. I also love the fact that they had to pretend to be roommates, but I'm like, haven't we already had this conversation with the Del Rossi? Well, they know and- Marco's gay, but I don't think they know that Dylan is his boyfriend. Gotcha. <clears throat> because remember, they thought sweet baby boyfriend of mine i don't remember his name was his boyfriend but what was his name oh, oh he was so sweet i loved him so much i just wanted to give him I was like, a Gary, big hug Gary. and adopt him and make him my son tim 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 sweet baby tim <clears throat> you loved him uh i was so excited to see mr del rossi walk through that door and then it was just like nothing happened he did do a spit take when uh he saw lesbians yeah. 
And I loved um, Mrs. Del Rossi and her like sweetness towards Paige. Yeah, it's cute. So I always wanted a daughter. Yeah. Oh, she did say <laughs> I always wanted a daughter right in front of her only son. <laughs> Which yeah. didn't make Marco upset great. in the least. He was like, okay. Nope. And then, nope. oh, and Dil- um, but to Dylan's credit, Dylan goes, I'm so glad you didn't have one. Remember? <laughs> God, remember that one episode when Dylan was a sociopath? Yeah, I feel like we forgot about that entirely. Because now he's just like and a like, nice guy. The Michael Chucks come in and Mr. Michael Chuck says something about Dylan's hair. And I'm like, Dylan's always had this hair. Like, it's not like he's suddenly got a haircut. Like, this is the same hair he's had. It's darker, but it's the same haircut. Mr. Michael Chuck said, still no haircut. And Dylan said, still no hair to his dad. And it was like a gentle (laughs) raz. Yeah, they were friends. He doesn't care that his son's gay. I like him. Yeah. Um, So Alex and Carla show up and... It's a little bit tense, and Alex is like being real jokey. I was to Paige because Paige was. It was very strange to me because, like, Paige was a real dick to Alex about, uh, you know, she didn't really explain what was going on and just wanted her out and started yelling at her because she suddenly was like freaking out about school. But then Alex came back with the girlfriend who I think was not originally invited to this. Carly. Um, and I couldn't tell if she was trying to make a point to Paige or if she was just like, I, I, I wasn't, I was really unclear about her motives there. You're saying, was she trying to like, well, she, she definitely introduced her as like my fake girlfriend because like Paige was like, get out of here. You don't have a girlfriend. So she was mm-hmm. trying to prove a point. But then I was also like, I kind of didn't get why Alex was so mad. No. And like, I think that Paige could be really patronizing of Alex, but like she hadn't even done that yet. I think later in the episode, there were some things that she said. I was like, all yeah, right, part Paige. two, <laughs> I think we get there. But I just, yeah, yeah, I was very confused by like the dichotomy here because uh, I think we'll get to this later. But yeah, I, I didn't know why Alex was so mad. Paige was obviously upset. Like if I'm Alex and my friend is screaming mm-hmm. at me to like go away leave while she's sobbing i'm gonna not go away and leave i'm gonna be like no what the fuck is wrong with you and she just left and then was like mad at Paige, and then brought her girlfriend with her i don't know it was very strange it was very strange um so then Paige brings out all of the food and she brings out the turkey and like before she brings out the turkey her mom is like throwing more shit on her and not i mean her mom doesn't realize it but she's like oh you know she did did all these things and she's so great and blah 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 and so the page is feeling the pressure more to the point that she brings out the turkey with the walnut stuffing with the touch of stage and it explodes when she cuts into it i was like how I've made many a turkey and in my everybody, life. I don't and everybody, everybody laughs at her. Alex laughs at her. Yeah. Fucking uh, Dylan laughs at her. You got the fill of sucker with the yeah. stuffing. You put the stuffing in the sucks so with the hanger better and the know that you're having a sex in a room. <laughs> yeah. So it explodes all over. Oh wait, isn't that mm-hmm. when? No. She just cries. What happens there? Oh, then she talks to Marco. 
Yeah, she talks to Marco, who comes up, and he also says, like, you're perfect banting student. And she kind of freaks out and um, drives back to banting. It's so funny because, like, everybody's, like, talking about, like, what a great student Paige must be. Like, uh, did you actually imagine, like, ever thinking that? Who cares? Like, when you're, like, kids being like, you must be such a great student. I don't know. I can't imagine. And that's the last we see of Mr. Del Rossi. Yeah, and I thought that um, Marco was very sweet. He was. I love Marco. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Um, And then we're back in Paige's dorm, and she's got very little time left to finish these papers, and she's freaking out, and she has 17 billion candles lit in her room, and candles were definitely never allowed in the dorms. No. And I think they imply that very quickly after. This is how old I am. Uh-huh. I'm so old that you could smoke in your dorm room when I was in college. Really? Hell yeah, son. Cigarettes. You could smoke cigarettes. Was it all of the dorms? Uh, like at your college? I think so. Or were there smoking dorms? And no, like I was dorms? not into smoking. Maybe you weren't. I mean, I smoked in my room all the time. Hmm. No, you could smoke cigarettes in your dorm. Isn't that crazy? That's how old you I am. definitely couldn't in ours in DC, but it was still you could still smoke inside places for another few years, so it wasn't that. But we could not smoke in our dorms. Yeah, I could smoke cigarettes in my dorm, and I did. I used to do. I had I had friends who smoked, and I would do what I called the secondhand smoking dance, which is when you like stand while people are smoking and do a dance. Cool. <laughs> So people would smoke and you would dance. Was it to like be like, I don't like you smoking or? No, I just liked hanging out with smokers. So I had a lot of friends who were smoking. Oh, so you would just dance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Secondhand smoke dance. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, What happens now? The good old days. The good old days. Um. Paige burns down her dorm room. Yeah. Rachel was talking <laughs> about the candles. candles. The candles fall into her wastebasket. Mm-hmm. And a blaze erupts. And the resident assistant comes in with a fire extinguisher to save the day. So, yeah, he comes in he, with the fire extinguisher. And he looks at the trash and he's like, I'm not going to find wax in here, am I? <laughs> She's like, no, it was my computer. It just like spontaneously combined. burst into flames. Um, yeah. So then she tries to go to her teacher, <clears throat> me and Annie Lennox, as you said, to okay. explain to her that I had some family drama and I had a fire in my apartment. Can I, my dorm room, can I please have an extension? And she says, no, give me what you got at five o'clock and then I'll grade that. Yeah, no excuses. And right before that, Alex calls her just to make sure everything's okay after the whole turkey explosion situation. And to also tells her that she just got like an A plus in biology and like Paige is happy for her, but also you can tell that she's like, oh, I'm not doing that well and freaking out. And also mentions Heather Sinclair, who we haven't heard about in a while, which was very nice. Yeah, it should be noted that Alex is doing very well in her marks, mm-hmm. as they call them in Canada, yeah. her marks. So she's saying, I'm going to come to Banting next year. Mm-hmm. I'll meet you there. Well, she says, yeah, 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 yeah. She says, guess who got an A-plus in biology? And that's when Paige says, Heather Sinclair. Mm-hmm. Um, so Paige can't go to her dorm room because it's covered in soot. 
So she has to sit in the common room and try to work on her paper. And all she ends up doing is like playing more solitaire. And then the RA comes back to be like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> How's it going? Was oh, he, you got to do this? He was kind of like, do you think he was kind of like flirting? I think he was just being a dick. <laughs> I couldn't quite figure it out. He's like, you want to look at my blog? <laughs> to really date this. Um, and so that's when she decides to start searching for like college essay services and find uh, an essay that's already written online. And she the essay. so she buys an essay and she takes it to her class and mean Annie Lennox immediately recognizes this because she's seen this essay multiple times, because obviously if you're going to pick like the fourth Google result, other people also have yeah. at least deep dive totally. page, like deep, deep dive, deep, deep dive. Um, do people still even do that? Can they even do that? Steal essays like that? I don't know. So my aunt's a professor and I know that she had a lot of issues with, um, with undergrads who would, uh, just like, uh, oh my God, what's the word I'm looking for? Plagiarize. Yes. Plagiarize essays. Um, but yeah, the fact that like Paige just bought one and then just turned it in, like not really making any changes. Let's do it. Well, Paige was like, oh, Paige goes, oh, no, you've just seen so many of these essays before that they must feel like the same thing. She's like, don't patronize me, Paige. Mm-hmm. Miss- and she slapped her right in the face, which was surprising. I didn't know Miss that a Mikhail teacher Chuck. could um, slap a child. What I found face. interesting was that Paige's reaction was to yell at this teacher. <laughs> like she couldn't deal. She was like, I hate banting. Yeah. Oh. Teacher was like, "All right, sweet." Yeah, Thanks. I felt I felt for Paige, but I was also just like, "Wow, you need to, girl, you need to figure this shit out." I did feel for Paige a little bit though, because like, oh my god, being eighteen years old, <clears throat> I don't miss it. I don't miss it. You don't know what's happening in no. your in your whole life. No. So she. So she gets a zero. She gets a zero with a with a cross through it, like a Norwegian yeah, so you know. zero. Well, so you know it's not an O, because it oh, could be an O. True. Um, or a zero that you could put a one and a zero in front of. Oh, that's true. Good point. Yeah, that makes a little bit more sense, right? <laughs> 100%. Um, so Paige drives right back to Toronto. Toronto. Um, Toronto. And goes to Alex's and is going to stay there and is like, I have a special surprise. That's why I'm here gonna tell everyone at karaoke tomorrow do we still do karaoke on tuesdays thursdays wednesdays i don't remember what day of the week it was so i gotta say something about this karaoke bit Mm -hmm. i like i like karaoke myself Mm -hmm. i think it's a lot of fun Mm -hmm. and this may be a controversial statement you may disagree with this totally Mm -hmm. i do not like a private karaoke room oh interesting i like a karaoke room that is open to the public that I understand it is a little bit, you have to wait longer to sing the songs, but I don't want to like just sing songs to my friends. Cause like, I'm not a good singer. So it's not like, it's not like it's more fun. I feel like to do it in front of everybody. 
I strangers and also shit. am not a good singer. I'm an okay singer, but I'm not a good singer. People on the people fans of the podcast have said I am a good singer, but yeah. I'm I'm just taking the track that I'm not such a good singer. Yeah. Um, but I actually am too afraid to sing in front of the big rooms. I I only want to do it if it's a small situation. I just feel like I get like I, I just don't get as into it if it's just like around people. If there's 25 people in there, mm-hmm. different story. Mm-hmm. But it's like eight people. They go to this karaoke thing. It's like eight people. Yeah, it's true. It's true. That's it. That's all, that that's was that's my whole bit about. <laughs> Broomheads, tell us what you think. Do you want to sing at a karaoke? People love a k- private karaoke room. Yeah. I do know that. And I get it. But for me, I'm just like, it's I want to do a whole... I want everybody to be there. I want to do a Planet Rose jam with everybody around. Yeah. People I don't know. I'm going to sing some weird song. I don't know. All those maskless people. <sighs> well, now you can't sing karaoke. No. That just projects a lot of virus particles everywhere. Paige does crash Alex's party, uh, dinner party at the dot with Carla. Alex and Carla. Mm-hmm. And they're eating cheeseburgers. Or Alex is eating a cheeseburger. Yeah, Carla's not because she's vegetarian. I I presume from what the conversation was like. It does seem like uh, Carla and Paige are enjoying each other's company, though. Yeah. And then, and then, Paige stays over mm-hmm. at Alex's place and she kisses her. Yeah, she kisses her. And then she doesn't want to talk about it. Um, and then yeah. the next day she makes pancakes for her mom and Chad and Alex. Um, and she includes, I would never intentionally play with your feelings, strawberries on top of the pancakes. This is before karaoke though. This is Not before karaoke. No, no, we should. Yeah, we I should would never that. intentionally play with your feelings, strawberries. <laughs> I missed what the I other just ones them- were, but that one really got me. <laughs> I just like want them to love it, be in love with each other. I know they're such a great couple. Um, I'm really shipping them right now. Paige is like apologetic for the whole situation, and then she won't tell her still like what's going on. And so then she is like, "I'll tell you later at karaoke." But in the meantime, she goes to University of Toronto, Toronto, to find out if she could just. She had already gotten in in the spring, but she decided to go to Banting instead. So can't she just transfer based on her same? transcripts blah 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 but she can't unless she gets those banting transcripts and so she starts yelling at the admissions guy mm-hmm. yeah she can't flounder no she cannot yes <clears throat> also then... at some point in here Paige calls alex veronica mars to really date this <laughs> yeah also like not a super successful tv show but i love veronica mars i've heard i crowdfunded about the movie I, I, I did the crowdfunding did as well. I'm pretty sure she can answer that. She'll listen to this. <laughs> yeah, I pay. I I, I, I was a GoFundMe or something for the mm-hmm, movie, mm-hmm. and then they got another season. I thought the next season was very good. I like Veronica Mars quite a bit. I was mm-hmm. a big fan. That then Alex and Paige go out to her car after karaoke, and she's like getting gas, and she's and, and Paige spills gas, and she oh, needs paper towels. Before we get there, something. what is the song that they're singing at karaoke? Because I. Did I not, have no idea. I could not place that song. I wonder if they just couldn't I get the know. rights for anything, so they made nah, up a broomheads, song. <laughs> broomheads, tell us what it is. It's definitely a song. It's 100% a song. So tell us what it is, Broomheads. We are too old to remember that particular piece of pop punk that mm-hmm. they were singing. 
Uh, so then she spills the gas and she's like, oh, uh, look around. There's paper towels. And Alex finds all of Paige's failed tests. They're just all sitting in the trunk of the car, like, all in just the open. <laughs> happily just like flailing about in the back. Now, Paige agrees to meet Alex at the dot, Marie Jones. Alex has called Paige's mother. Okay. Okay. So here, all right. What I'm thinking what I'm like gleaning from this and, and maybe I wasn't paying enough attention to, to know for sure what's happening. Alex thinks that Paige is doing well at banting, but is back here in Degrassi because she still has feelings for Alex. Right. So then when Alex realizes it's not necessarily about Alex, mm-hmm. but because she's failing her classes, she gets very upset. Now I'm not mm-hmm. saying that's why she calls Paige's mom, mm-hmm. but I get the feeling because she says like, I don't know. I was just very confused because Alex yeah. calls Paige's mom. I so I I kind of felt like Alex was concerned, but Paige wasn't. She knew something was up with Paige, but Paige wasn't telling her what it was. And then when she, she kept finds, saying, "Why are you here?" And then when Why she are finds the test, she knows what it is. But Paige has been like repeatedly lying to Alex, so she's like, "Well, I'm just going to bring her mom into the situation because this is a big right." Something is but something do, bigger is going on here, and I can't handle it. So, but I feel like part of it was she thought that Paige was back for Alex. I think she thought that mm. it was like feelings for Alex. Mm-hmm. I think I don't. I, I'm not saying like she vindictively called her mom. I don't think that's the case. Mm-hmm. But I think that like she because she like apo- then Paige like apologizes to Alex on the bench outside. I don't know. I was just a little confused. Plus, yeah. I just want them to be a couple. You're just so into them being a couple. That's the I most important thing. Palix. Palix. They were a good couple. Yeah. So then Mrs. Mikhail Chuck talks to Mikhail. Mary Kay plays. Talks to Paige. Yep. And then Paige and Alex have like a little heart to heart conversation. Which is when I sort of was like getting confused in that conversation. Because yeah. that's when I was like, they why is Paige Paige like apologizing to Alex? For what? She's like, I don't know why you were here. I don't know. Mary Kay Meeklechuk. <laughs> so I guess that that's really all that happened in that the A story, yeah, right? But I, I hope so. We talked about it for 45 minutes. <laughs> Come on, Nicole. Not that much happens here, but let's talk about this for 45 minutes. I know. I'm a little concerned it was a little boring because I don't think anything happened there. Come on, I took a lot of notes, so I guess stuff did happen, but. You're going to have a sex with Dylan in the beast story. We'll line it up in post. (laughs) (laughs) Have a sex with the Monaco and the bee story. Fuck (laughs) hot. Peter, Ugh, why I am is he so here? sick of this guy. It's literally this is the same. Now we are on the fourth version of the same fucking story. He does something despicable that is like, I'm sorry, kinda, and the girl forgives him, and like, get what is happening? And then he disappoints her again. Rinse, fucking repeat. I'm so sick. of of this story 
There is nothing redeeming about Peter Locus, and they try to make him slightly Dude. redeeming by speaking Greek. I'm not really sure, like what where and, we're trying to go with this. And because <laughs> his parents fight, so he's yeah. because his parents fight with each other. He's a sociopath. Now listen, I both of us have were very lucky to have uh, parents who loved each other and were together for all of our lives. So I can't speak to how difficult it is to be a child of divorce. I know that it must be hard, but But they literally don't even try to redeem him from it either. Like they, they show like his parents fighting and Darcy sees it. And then he immediately is just like kind of a dick. (laughs) He makes a joke about it. He makes a fucking joke about it. So they're, there, th- what this show is trying to do is to make us feel sympathy for him because his parents fight. And then he makes a fucking joke about it. He does like, oh, I'm such a child from like a broken home. He doesn't say broken home. I don't know what he says, but he makes a joke about it. I, I, it's just like, listen, dude, I'm sure it's hard. You're a fucking sociopath who treats women, particularly women, in detestable and like Darcy's not an idiot and this is my issue again with this show Mm -hmm. they take these female characters and they just make them idiots yeah why would this person ever even entertain the idea of she's not a dummy and now she's a dummy and it's just like oh and she's just so dumb and like how does she fall for him at the end it just doesn't make any sense to me Nothing about this was redeeming. So, I mean, essentially, like, do like, do we need to do like on the other end of the spectrum? Do we need so. to do this point by point? Here's what I would say: if he was fourteen times hotter than he is, mm-hmm. fourteen times, fourteen times, not, maybe not just I'd any. Get it. Fourteen times hotter than he is, I would get it. Okay, but he's not. He's like, there's nothing about. He's just like a fucking skinny asshole. Spinner is no worse than this guy. I just don't get it. And they're so, this is when this show pisses me off because this is when like just the, and to a, to a degree, like I can't get so mad because I know they're working in a soap opera kind of realm. So I can't, I can't expect this show to be high art, Mm -hmm. but I can expect, I, I I want to a show that respects its characters. Mm Mm-hmm. And this show does not. And more often than not, those characters that it disrespects are its female characters. This Darcy character is now a fucking schmuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, we could go through it. Sorry. I'm just oh. very, I was like very annoyed by this. I I hated the first episode of it more than the second one, even though it gets shittier in the second one. But I think it was just more entertaining in the second one. The first one is just like, Hot Peter is still trying to get after Darcy and Darcy is like, no, not interested, but you can help me with this. <laughs> like we're because she's, uh, she's still like kind of intrigued. interested. Yeah. Yeah. I guess he's hot. I'm Why? not really sure. He's hot Peter. I know we call him hot Peter, but listen, he is not there. He looks like a lacrosse bro. People. He looks like a, a lacrosse yeah. bro, but he also looks like such a premature Fucking the cross. He's like a child. Yeah, he like, looks he's like so a child. Much looks like a kid. He looks like a child with a sixty thousand dollars sob convertible. I, I guess sixty thousand loony sob convertible. I should correct myself. <laughs> mm. oh, uh, God, parents fight, and so all of a sudden that like gives him the right to be a legitimate yeah. sociopath. So 
I, and it's always like taking pictures of women. This is a this is sociopathy. This is what, regardless yeah. of if your parents fight. Yeah. So um, I guess the Friendship Club puts on Canadian Thanksgiving dinner in the calf, and it definitely is Canadian. It is Thanksgiving, Canadian because you're right. Like it's you're right. It's everything about it points to it, but they just do not describe it as such for whatever reason. It's just like turkey, and you know this is exactly what American Thanksgiving would be like too. It's just the Canadian version, eh? Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey. So uh, they're they're putting this on for the homeless in the Degrassi calf, and um, there is a man who speaks Greek and nothing else. But anyway, I guess like Peter impresses Darcy by knowing like a little bit of Greek. Um, the bare minimum. The bare minimum of Greek, which it's basically like Ola Como Esta of Greek. Yeah, and I wasn't very impressed with this whole situation either. And then Peter offers to drive her home, and she's like, "Can you drive? I didn't think you could." And he's like, "Well, I didn't hit the guy. Like real winner, winner there." So they drive this. They him. drive the sob and get pulled over by bike police at a stop sign, <laughs> and. <laughs> And I hate this apparently, guy. apparently Hot Peter still has a suspended license. So yeah. So Darcy, who I was about to call Ellie, which is <laughs> Darcy pies him in the face. Darcy is the Ellie of grade seven, not yeah, grade seven. Darcy but the, is, Darcy is, is the Ellie of this character. I fucking yeah. hate this guy. I I just don't see. I, why? And she literally mm. says to him, you'll never change at the end of B story number one. And then like he shows up at school and she's like flirting with him again immediately because she feels bad for him because she saw Hatsu and Hatsu's husband, uh, Mr. Hatsu, <laughs> Mr. Hatsu fighting. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Oh, I feel so bad. I don't know how you, it must be so hard. to. And that's when Peter makes a joke. He's like, no, not really. Yeah. So they hate each other. So then he's like still trying to ask her out for a date, but he's also trying to get in all of his community service time. So he's going around picking up dog poop at the park. And she's like, this isn't a date. And is like pissed off about it. And then he's trying to connive her into getting like the reverend to like sign off on some hours at the soup kitchen. Yeah. Yep. So he's once again doing something shitty. Okay, mm-hmm. here's but here's and what apparently I was, apparently uh, Hot Peter hates soup but he hates dog turds even more. Yeah. Oh god. Okay. I certainly certainly have empathy for children of divorce. I have no idea what that's like. That must be very mm-hmm. very hard. But if you're going to do a and I mean this is very like um base I guess, but if you're going to do a child of divorce story then the character should be like, like unaffectionate or like afraid of commitment or something like that. Not a straight up fucking sociopath who takes naked pictures of women on more than one occasion and broadcasts them to people on one occasion so that a stalker shows up at her house. This is, they're not, which she mentions which she mentions in here because to be quite honest i forgot what the uh connection between those darcy and peter even was (laughs) until she said that it hasn't been that long but i also had forgotten exactly what happened i was like oh adams adams is the connection (laughs) it's just like you could tell a much more richer more nuanced story about a child of divorce you really could mm-hmm. where like you can have it. this character, like his eyes, he's just a nightmare. 
It has nothing to do with that. To the fact, no, and he, he makes and, and fun like, of the idea he, that that's why. And he takes her on this community service date, and then she's annoyed that it's his community service and it's not really a date. And he says to her, "I thought you got that nobody's perfect." And I was like, "What? That this guy make sucks. up for this? Like, he's just terrible." But like, uh, so then she gets like pissed off at him, and like. He shows up at her house at night in like a creepy way and calls it romance. And she says that he's going to get them both in sugar, which just is so stupid. What is Owen shit? Yeah. Could just say trouble. (sighs) I know. I was like, all right. I hate the show. I hate the show. All right, Darcy. But like she, so then she, I don't know. She like got him a planner so that they could like match up when they were free and yeah, then but, got mad at him and then got okay with it again and like well then Hatsu and her dad were fighting again or something yeah I'm just supposed yeah. to feel bad about this and I don't I just don't and like this guy to, he has to go give a talk because he was like you know about drag racing <laughs> it's also like the most like <laughs> shitty privileged shit and drag then the dad, this dad makes this comment about alimony and Hatsu is like I love you too it was oh yeah, I don't know. I I just don't get this. I don't get what they're doing. They write. Uh, are we supposed to hate Darcy because like Darcy's a dum dum? And I I want to love this. This girl. is another example of the show really undervaluing women. Completely. Like and, though the female characters really get the short end of the stick. It's all about like who they're in love with and nothing else. And I'm supposed I'm supposed to come away from this liking hot beater. I think. Hot Peter sucks. He Let's, will never, if he's ever my MVP, like, please, please, I don't know, like, slap me in the face. Like, I'm not going to, I won't do that. I will not slap you in the face. I slap couldn't. me in the face through the Zoom. <laughs> I couldn't even, I, I can say, hey, you know what, you know what, here's what I'll do. If Hot Peter's ever your MVP, I'll say, hey, Rachel, you sure? I'll do that. That's as far as I can go. <laughs> and I'll make you rethink it. And then if you still yeah. think he's your MVP, I'll go. I will accept it. I mean, I, I'm here to be surprised by Hot Peter, but I just do not see this character ever redeeming himself. Not. I'm definitely not here to be surprised by Hot Peter. I hate Hot mm-hmm. Peter. I hate Hot Peter with a hot fire. I hate him so much. I just want him gone. He's changed the channel heat for me. I fucking hate this guy. Oh, my goodness. Do you, I, you guys are my saving grace. I love you guys. I ask these questions and you answer them and you give me insight. Does this guy, I guess I don't want to know, right? I don't want to know if he ever has mm-hmm. like an arc where he's okay, but I do want to hear from any broomheads if they like, if there's a reason they like this guy. Anything and I don't want about him. I just don't want to generalize because maybe I'm being too harsh on the idea that being a child of, uh, I guess that's very hard. I guess it is mm-hmm. very hard. And then your parents fight all the time. And I'm, I'm sure it's also very different depending on how the divorce goes for different people. Like, and, and I'm sure it's a very different experience for everyone who, who goes through it. I just feel like there's a, I feel like there's a lot of things you can forgive because of that, because for, for whatever reason and like life's hard, but these very specific things he does, he takes videos of drunk women 
uh, taking their tops off. He takes videos of very, or pictures of very vulnerable, uh, women in, uh, half naked and then sends them to a pervert on the internet. Like that is not in line with this. I can't, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. And like, also (laughs) my other thing is like, He's such a shitty bad boy. Like I get being attracted to like a bad he's boy. He's no Sean. He's no Sean. No, he really isn't. He really isn't. This makes me appreciate Sean so much. And Sean is such a good bad boy. Like not not in the eh, he's, he's really, really great at being a bad boy, but he's actually kind of good. Like he's not a bad person. He's just like, you know, he's from the wrong side of the tracks and like you know his brother's who it, name is Tracks. You, you know who it makes me gives me a little bit of like a juice for not so much Sean Jay. Yeah. Yeah. Jay is a actual bad boy. Jay is like wrong side. Like his mother's the fucking principal and his dad drives up, bought him a $60,000 car, Peter, not Jay. So Jay is like wrong side of the tracks. Sorry. 60,000 Looney car. Jay's from the wrong side. I don't love Jay by any means. He did the blowjob thing. I don't like that. And I and we've often talked about how can we ever like Jay? I'll tell you how. Maybe they were like, we got to make people like Jay. Let's make an even worse Jay. Yeah, Peter Luckis is like a boring rich boy sociopath. Be story. Oh wait, we did that already. <laughs> I think that we wrapped that up, and I guess they're dating now. Ugh, Darcy. No, thank you. Shanae Grimes. Shanae Grimes speech. Beach. Darcy Grimes speech. Darcy Grimes speech. My favorite. I love Darcy Grimes speech. Are there no eligible bachelors at this school? Is Chester not in the school anymore? Where'd Chester go? <laughs> There's a lot of heeled boots that they wear in this episode. A lot yeah. of women oh, wearing heeled boots. <laughs> I wrote that down. I swear to God, I wrote that down. <laughs> And I You're wrote like, down so what people. great boots <laughs> because Paige <laughs> makes a point to like put her feet up and Alex pulls her boots off and then her Darcy boots. Grimes speech is like pink boots at the end. I totally yeah. thought that. Mm-hmm. I was like, these, these kids have great boot game. Yeah. I, so much, so much great boot game. I would have totally forgot to bring that up. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I did. I'm glad I did. I don't think there's any points that I left uh, uncovered in this. No. Oh, I'm so glad you said that thing about the boots because I totally knew. <laughs> Her was, pinchy boots. I was like, these teenagers have excellent boots. Mm-hmm. Mid two thousands, it was a great time for boots. It's a big boot, a boot renaissance. <laughs> a boot. <laughs> it a was boot. an a boot. Re- <laughs> oh, so on that note, oh, this is the best pal. episode we've ever done. Yeah. Rachel, on, on a scale note, of one to ten, how much do you think this episode went these episodes went there? Four? Does that sound reasonable? I don't even know. Probably not. The fire in the trash can, maybe. Um <laughs> maybe it's a two. I'm not really sure. I was very confused about like what happened in these episodes and if they mattered at all. I was like, this so is confu- a two part this is a two parter. This. JT's death was one episode and this is a two parter. <laughs> Dude, they hated Ryan Cooley. They could not wait to get rid of Ryan Cooley. Apparently. He's having fun tonight. Everybody have fun tonight. 
He's he's going to a party at your grandmother's house. I think this is a two. I'm saying a two. Nothing happens. Yeah, it's probably is a two. Let me let me. Oh, I'm sorry. That like the two. privileged girl had a breakdown at college and had to go home, but she's going to be a culinary student, so we're fine. Her mother mm-hmm. was also like very supportive of her breakdown, so she's fine. yeah. I should have gone to culinary school. I like cooking. Everybody hot Peter tonight. Um. So, out of all the people in these episodes, ah, fuck, who I was your know. favorite? Paige, I guess. Paige, because she was like the star <laughs> of them. Um, I wrote down Alex. For good reason. Yeah, I guess Alex. You know what? I, yeah, you too. I, I thought Alex was kind of like not great in the first episode, but then I actually really, in general, out of everyone in this episode, it was Alex or the RA. Those were my two choices. <laughs> The R ma- the RA came in, he saved the day on the fire. He made a comment about the wax. The Am I gonna find wax? And then he asked Paige if he wanted to look at if she wanted to look at his blog. He had the great the best like four lines of this episode, I think. Well, who are you going RA. with? He didn't pick anybody. Which one? Uh Alex. I'm gonna pick Alex too. Yeah. Everybody but, uh, but went a special, chung tonight. A special shout out to the RA. Doug. I was I thought Paige because she was like in it the most, but she's Paige was in it the most, but I, I felt like Alex handled her her uh stress well. Do you remember at one point Paige like referred to herself as like chunky? Did you hear that? She said that to <laughs> like the teacher, right? Oh, I missed that. Oh yeah, she said something about like gaining the freshman fifteen or something like that. And I was like, You look exactly the same as you did the last season. I know. <laughs> like, That's what I um, she looked great. The other thing, the one thing that really bugged me about Paige, actually, I mean, out besides the entire episode, was uh, right at the end when she said to Alex that she felt like Alex really looked up to her. And I was like, that's very patronizing. You did not need to say that. And I think actually, that's when I was just like, I think Alex should get this. But that's something to talk about because you actually like brought that up kind of inadvertently. And then I thought you were going to go back to it because yeah, that is and I a forgot big... about it. That was a big, big thing about why Paige was lying so much because she did feel like she was like a role model or something. And I was like, oh, God, that's gross. You're the same age. Like, no one looks yeah. at me. I don't know. Alex has really come into her own mm-hmm. over the past year while Paige is like, I don't know. Fucking around. Having shitty roommates, I guess. I don't. Does she even have a roommate? I don't know. I was like, do you get your own room at Banting? Is it like special? Everybody wang chung tonight. Unlike Ellie's roommate that she had for a hot second. Who is her roommate? Grand Grand Amberly. Oh, right. Oh, right. Ellie wrote a shitty story about her in the newspaper. Yeah, and then she got kicked out. In the fifth largest uh, newspaper in all of Toronto, Canada. The core. And that's why she um, lives with Marco and Adilin. Alien, they're coming into your hair so you get the player professional hockey. I love it so much. It is so good when you are on the road in the Switzerland to make sure you have a lot of socks because you're going to need to put a sock on the door for if you're having a sex with anybody in the room. <laughs> Mr. Del Rossi was in this episode and he didn't like even. It was he was not Mr. Del Rossi enough. Otherwise, he probably would have gotten the award. Uh, Did do that spit take when he met a lesbian though? That was fun. Yeah, Miss Mikulchuk was like you know okay. Carla was okay. No one, no one really stood out though. 
And like Dylan kept tripping over like, I got to go to our room. I mean, my room. He has to go to his my room page. I knew you were going to say that. I knew it was coming. I knew it. I love it. What do we got, Rach? Um, So we have, uh, we've got one slash two new patrons. What's the slash? It's, it's our podcast pals, Kevin and John. Hey, it is a good to have you in the room. You're not going to hear this, but it is a so nice, Kevin and the John, that have you in the room. Sex and the City, it's what a great show. Support their Patreon as well. I am a Mr. Del Rossi, and I say, have a sex in the room. Get on this Patreon. I don't know when we're doing another, but we'll do it soon. But Rachel wears costumes to these fucking things, guys. You're missing out. I mean, yeah, and we're in the holiday season. I don't know what our special it's episode is going to be this season, month. season, and a dickery duck. And doop-dee-doo. We do this way too often. I always... <laughs> that's I, the only that's song That's my go-to song. That's my go-to <laughs> song. It's the holiday season, and I think it's a If you were doing karaoke in a private room, that's what you would be singing. <laughs> in the private room, I put the sock on the door when I sing a dickery duck. So, broomheads, dope monkeys. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at sparklespaz28. You can you find sure us can. on Facebook at Deem Podcast. And there's also the great Facebook group for the broomheads and dope monkeys. Yeah. It's been a little quiet, but I think because of the election, we were all freaking yeah. out about the election. You can we'll write us back. an email at every episode ver at gmail.com. And you can find us on Patreon at Deem Podcast. Deem? Deep. <laughs> Degrassi every episode ever marathon I podcast. Know. I don't know. Just search for us on Patreon. You'll find us there. Get on the Patreon, guys. We're going to do a new Patreon. We're going to watch. What did we say we're going to do? Listen forgot. to Tom Petty's Wildflowers. No. <laughs> That's Pat's special episode. <laughs> I'll do my own episode and I'll do you track by track on Patreon. Yeah. With Tom Petty's Wildflowers. Merry Christmas, everybody. Pals, we love you. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Happy days, our hero again.